The remembrance speaks to us of the honor of the trial, but never the trip trivia. This is Of Mechs and Men, a Battletech book club. I am Kanan Hill, and I am joined, as usual, by my two good friends, Brent. It is me, Brent. And Aaron. It's me, Aaron. <laughs> and we are joined again by none other than Trent Sparks. Thank you, Trent. I'm Trent, and not the voice of Battletech. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to lose that war. I get yeah. <laughs> no, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you, Trent. This is part two of The Remembrance of The Price of Glory by William H. Keith Jr. If you haven't listened to part one, please go check that out. It's where we do our book summary and we have a long chat with Trent Sparks. It was wonderful. Thank you, Trent. Sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was. And... So now, this is part two, we'll be doing our usual segments. You know, if you've joined us for the Remembrance before, do the D-listers, the mech of the book, the hiring hall, the trivia, of course. <laughs> I, you can <laughs> skip that part, listeners. You don't have to hear. I won't forget. And of course, fan shout-outs. You know, we, read, we, you know, we read emails. We do fan shout-outs. We do all the fun stuff here. This is where we do all of our Remembrance stuff. So again, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's begin. Let's get into it. Our next segment, which is, of course, the uh, D-Lister Debrief. This is where we take a moment to reflect and celebrate maybe some lesser known mech warriors, perhaps lone infantrymen I see here. <laughs> and if you recall, you know, as we, uh, as we went through the book, we all placed nominations for our favorite D-listers. And we just thought it'd be fun to collect these as we go along. And we'll just have like, hey, here's some guys. Remember these guys? Because if we don't, who's going to do it? We have to take a moment to remember the guys we love to forget. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Exactly. And we are going to eventually fight these guys. We're going to do kind of a bit of a tabletop game. Yeah. Me and Aaron are going to pick out like the guys kind of in a roster and uh, have See who gets promoted a to a C-lister. It's cool. Exactly. Yeah. They made a board game out of these books. And so <laughs> you can actually like fight them. And I'm very excited. So we have some nominations here. Oh, should I say... That in this trilogy so far, right, the first D-lister was, it was Yarn, right? In the Stinger? Yarn in a Stinger. It was Yarn. Okay, that was Decision at Thunder Rift. Remember, he died at Thunder Rift. So his decision was death, unfortunately. (laughs) He did save Lori. Recall now, see, I want to, yeah, let's shout him out. Remember, she catches on fire, he pushes her in the water. And that was a pivotal scene. So, shouts to Yarn, Mercenary Star. Peter Dabrowski and Yaleg Yarlis, right? Also, surprisingly, stingers. stinger pilots. Also, yes. stinger pilots is why <laughs> who um, also died. 
<laughs> it's a trend. Yeah. And of course, Trent Sparks is the voice actor for all these characters. Unfortunately. Yeah. Trent has voiced all the D-listers so far. What are the chances? <laughs> 100% apparently. <laughs> so, we have some nominations for The Price of Glory. Brent nominated Lieutenant Frazier in the Vedette Medium Tank. Remember, that was the poor young lieutenant, I believe we uh, earlier, I forget which chapter, it was fairly early in the book. We have the snippet where it talks about how he was on Galatea, he joined the Legion, Grayson took him out to have a beer, kind of tried to talk him out of it, and then he stayed behind on Durandel, and when the Merrick forces came, uh, he was killed in the battle, right? Lieutenant Frazier, he was in a vedette medium tank. So that's cool. He died protecting uh, the Grey Death Legion's homes. I nominated Jason Morley and Gary Brodinson. Remember these guys, the Legion is all getting together at the final battle. They're all suiting up. You see the characters, the Marauder, the Wolverine, the Rifleman. And then the camera pans over and you see Jason Morley and Gary Broderson. And they're like getting in some stingers. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, this is, <laughs> this is not going to go well. And one of them looks really sad about it. And the other one's like, we're going to do it. When I was reading, I was like, these must be the D-listers because I've <laughs> forgotten about it. So it was kind of a last minute pick for me. But I thought they were perfect. And they also died, which... yep. Of course, in they, in like the next chapter. Yeah, they get killed. In, it's very sad. The death part's an unofficial part of being a deal. It is. They've all, they're like all dead so far. <laughs> they don't have to be. Or maybe, I don't know. It's becoming a little unusually consistent. <laughs> when I was going through For the Remembrance, and I was uh, kind of rereading the book a little bit, going through my notes, and I wanted to change my pick. Actually, for the D-list, I wanted to nominate... Francine Roger, the Panther pilot in the Recon Lands. I want her on the D list. I want the Panther. Remember, she dies. She dies yeah. at the battle, and she was in the Panther. She was cool. I was like, oh, Francine Roger, dude. That's actually that's my girl. She's a Panther pilot. I think that she deserves to be remembered. All right. Even more, these guys. I don't care about these guys. I like Francine. <laughs> Friendship ended with. Morley and Brodson. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Only because I think I can make a better argument for her. I think that, that <laughs> I think that, well, the Recon Lance characters were like characters, right? They yeah. were like cool and they all like die at that battle. Yeah. The battle for the dropships. I thought she was like really cool. And I bet she doesn't like, so she's not with the Legion going forward, right? I was like, oh, so she, <laughs> she's, I don't even know if she's in that, like, like the source book. But yeah, Francine Roger. And then Aaron nominated. Lieutenant Delaney, who was, that was On the guy foot. who, yeah, that was the hero. He captured the dropships. He'd been with them. He'd been in the movie the whole time, right? He was always there. And then he gets this huge hero moment when they recapture the dropships. Delaney rushes the closing ramp and guns down all the dudes and like jumps inside the closing door as Janice Taylor is like hanging off the ramp. It's very cool. And Delaney charges in and he gets the door control right. She goes in and she sees that he's dead. He died a hero, though. He, like, before he died, he, he stopped the door from closing, allowing the commandos to get inside and take the dropship. Pivotal. The success of the Grey Death Legion would have been stopped right there. Trin, do you have somebody you want to throw in for it? I was thinking of two while you guys were talking. I could swear between the 
continuous gasping of you guys running out of oxygen because you were laughing so much when <laughs> Grayson was in the park after being shot by the Dingler and was pretending to look at the art and uh, <laughs> yeah. talking to the old man. I could yeah. swear that like you guys wanted one of the guards on the D list or something like that. I feel like there was somebody in that section. Oh, yes. Oh, that's funny. So either mm -hmm. him or the guy who was piloting when Davis McCall, when they're, they're all marching towards the wall and he's like, yeah. you better tell him to get up here. Cause his wife and his child are up here, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And one of the guys that's guarding the prisoner douchebag, yeah. Whose name I've suddenly forgotten. Anyway, he's like, stay here. I'm going to go see what's going on. And he leaves. Yeah. And then douchebag kills the guy who's running yeah. the, the thing, knocks him up, and takes the skimmer and leaves. Whoever that dead guy is, him. Put him on. <laughs> <laughs> because he stayed at his post. You know, right. He did what he was supposed <laughs> He to did do. his job. <laughs> and unfortunately, yep. Graf choked him to death. Yeah. Yeah. He did get strangled. It's cool. Yeah. He like he like take he he takes his handcuffs yeah. and he hangs right. him off the edge of the hovercraft and like chokes him to death. And as you guys noted, don't handcuff somebody <laughs> with their hands in front of them. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's true. He did say that. Yeah. Those are both good nominations for a D-list person. <laughs> so and neither tingler, of them died in stingers. The tingler and the strangler. Oh, classic horror film! Wow, yes, <laughs> he makes a strong argument. So, how do we hash this out? This is the first <laughs> time we've had. I don't remember what the other ones. I feel like they were in the bag. This is the first I, time we've had like yeah. a a split decision. I think you guys use d sixes in this game, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we might have to have a fight for the fight that's not going to happen here though no. yeah but but in that case the, the panther would obliterate <laughs> i'll be the the tiebreaker here and i'm solely going to do it for my own personal benefit and i'm gonna side with kanan because i like panthers yeah aaron knew this was happening yep. i saw the i saw the yep. like for, like there it is <laughs> you yes. activated my trap uh, <laughs> yes kanan got me the only reason that one wins is because vermage is laid up right now yeah, <laughs> he would totally take it's that true. thing out. <laughs> no, I I actually also agree. After you changed your vote, I was like, Francine was a cool character. She was yes. cool. She had the great scene in unfortunate circumstances. Left her on the D list. So it is sad that we do lose Ramage kind of at the end of the first act ish. Anyway, but then you don't get him for the rest of the book, right? He doesn't come back. No. I did want to show. I was like, oh, yeah, Ramage never comes back. We don't get like a shot at the end, you know, with him. Yeah. Yeah, we just see that he's okay, which was reassuring. Yeah. The, be the best that we get is when they reclaim the drop yeah. ships. They're like, okay, the doctors are watching over him. He's going to yeah. be all right. Yeah. 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 Runner up to the tingler. Interesting <laughs> <laughs> phrasing. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cool do. Can we do like a miniature of that? Of like though, but like the, the hovercraft. But there's like a dude like strangling. He's like holding him off the side. I'm not quite that skilled. Graft. That's sorry. It finally, <laughs> yeah. came back to me. Yeah, I just, Graft. I just remember yes. you guys like it's me, Graft. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just cracked me up. I love it. So a monumental moment. Our first non-stinger. D-lister. <laughs> it's a panther. <laughs> it's a panther. So it's decided. Our D-lister for The Price of Glory is Francine Roger in The Panther. She's from the Recon Lance, and she was cool. And panthers are cool, too. 
I it has like a cat head and like a PPC. You did get me to capitulate. <laughs> yeah, and it has like missiles, like 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 some missiles in its chest. I think this one's got an SRM four in the chest. That's cool. Yeah, and it's got that's hands. great. It does have it. hands. <laughs> when I was looking back through it. I was like, dude, the recon lance was cool, and they were only it's in true. it, but they had some cool scenes. And they, deserved... I also like the commando yeah. pilot. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to remember Francine Roche. So we got a panther on the roster. And we did what All we right. wanted to do, which was just kind of talk about these guys, the characters who there's going to be so many of these, right? At some point, we're going to look back and be like, who? <laughs> be like, you know, we're going to forget. <laughs> Next like, week. Literally, at some point, we're going to like, we're going to read the name Francine Roger and be like, who is Francine? Yeah. You know? yeah. Welcome so to my world. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we took a moment to remember Francine. So now we can forget her and move on to the much more memorable mech of the book. That brings us to our next segment, which is, of course, Mech of the Book. This is where we have all nominated what we thought was like the coolest mech or the most iconic mech or the one that embodied the story or had the most story significance. I think that's the whole point is that the criteria are kind of vague, right? Kind of up to interpretation. <laughs> and It's just stuff to argue over, you know? Yeah. Decision at Thunder <laughs> Rift, we chose the Locust. Because it was, it had such an important scene, and it, it had so much character. And for Mercenary Star, we chose the Marauder, right? Grayson's Marauder, and that was cool. And so we just did the Price of Glory. The, a lot of mechs in this book. We got some sweet mechs. A cornucopia of mechs. Now wait a minute. Was there any mechs in it that weren't that hadn't appeared yet? Which mechs had first appearances in this book? Technically, though we did not go into any great detail about it, there was technically a Vindicator, yep. which we have not mentioned yet. It was a crumpled Vindicator in the very first scene. Yes, correct. A crashed Vindicator on the battlefield at the beginning on Series 5. Very good. And we were like, we'll save it. We'll save it. For Interesting. Later. Good call. There was a Vindicator. <laughs> there was no Hermes 2. I kept waiting for the Hermes 2. I was like, this is the part where the Hermes 2 shows up. And it never did. <laughs> we only ever saw it once it just showed it's this in mercenary star there's just a sentence that's like and then something called a hermes 2 showed up and you're like okay (laughs) i still remember you so we've all made some nominations brent why don't you start tell me brent what is the mech of the book well my pick for the mech of the book is the thunderbolt while It might not be kind of the focal point of the story. I do feel like it's kind of the thug. It's kind of the like big bruiser throughout this book. And there's a lot of descriptions that make it sound like this big, scary monster. And I feel like it's highlighted here more so than in any other book. That's not entirely true. (laughs) Not supposed to argue against yourself. 
<laughs> you mean any other book in the trilogy so far? In the trilogy, or in this so in, far. The, in the GDL trilogy? Yeah, totally. Thank you, Kanan. I like this because I mean, I totally see where he's coming from. The Thunderbolt like is like a reoccurring like mini boss that shows up yes. like two or three times. They keep running into the same Thunderbolt. And I like the second time you see it, it's during the pretend drunken escapades as they're trying to hit and run the headquarters vehicle. There's this thunderbolt and they describe it, the brutal scars still marring its right arms and shoulder and the heavy laser mounted along the outer forearm armored plate. It turned at the man's motion, then resumed its patrol of the area. So that was the same that where they hit it with like the uh, inferno, the inferno launchers, boom, and like hits and it's. But they had already faced it at Cleft Valley. It was already at the battle. Oh man! And then it shows up. And and in that battle, you get the like right arm mounted sun glow type two heavy laser. It's the largest laser ever carried by a battle mech. You're right. It is definitely a character. The Thunderbolt is like this like villain character. That's true. I like this. That's not bad. Okay. Good point. Okay, hold on. Do they kill it at the end? Does it just does it get like a death scene? I don't believe it does. It does get tore up, I yeah. if I recall. This was uh chapter thirty-two. The enemy Thunderbolt and Shadowhawk had been destroyed at the Vermilion River. Oh. They did kill it. They killed it. Oh, is that the battle where they um poured the there stuff in? Right? Yes. That was Yeah. The Thunderbolt was the last one to come through the fire. It had this moment where like when you see the Thunderbolt but burst through the flames and then like the two yep. forces start closing and it cuts to black. Yeah, we didn't actually get to see it. But yeah, Grayson reports that the Thunderbolt I, I just did a, a a like a text search and that is actually like the last instance of the word Thunderbolt in the book. It's a pretty good boss cutscene. To initiate that fight was him coming through the flames in the river. That's pretty funny. You see the Thunderbolt, yeah. you're like, oh, here it is again. And it comes through the fire again, which is funny because that means that he got more fuel dumped on him. He's like, again. <laughs> He's like, this is the second time now. <laughs> it's the second. Yeah, yeah. first the Inferno, Inferno rockets. Yeah, the, the pilot, you know that thing's already hot. They've already <laughs> blown his laser out. And then he comes, mm-hmm. Thunderbolts don't run cool. And then he comes through the fire. He's already in the red. And then he sees like the GDL mechs there. And then it just like fades to black. And then that's the end of him. That's pretty good. Baron, what do you got? Do you have a mech of the book? Yes. So my mech of the book is once again, just another selfish choice by me that I am nominating Charles Bear's Crusader. Oh, I love the fact that we got the buildup of Charles Bear wants nothing more than a melee kill on a mech. And that crusader on crusader fight where he finally gets to pull it off, I feel like it's buried in the overall emotional impact of that scene. But in there, you get that really cool moment. So for me, I'm nominating it just to highlight that moment. Oh, you know, it's yeah. It's pretty good. It, that's a very good. <laughs> At the end, you get the, yeah, you get the crusader fight with like the two crusaders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The crusader is cool. Mono, Oh, mono. that's tough. Crusader. Oh, Crusader. Okay. What about Trent? Trent, you got a mech of the book? Well, you know, honestly, I'm going to have to agree. The whole way through, from the moment that they mentioned Charles Bear being so focused on 
counting coup. The counting coup. Yes. The culture is people. I'm like, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to get this done. And, you know, I'm just like, it, it has to happen. And so when it finally came down, <laughs> again, I had to stop narrating for a moment. I had to hit pause because it's like in, in the movie, The Neverending Story. When they when he manages to get away, yeah. and, and Bastion's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, and I was like, what a perfect okay, example. I need to calm down. It was the same thing in in the the second Matrix movie when Neo catches Trinity and Link mm -hmm. is at the controls. And he's, right. Yes. <laughs> I love that character so much. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Crusader as well, just for the the realization of the counting coup. All right. The counting coup. Two for the Crusader. <laughs> That's incredible. Remember, we were talking earlier today, and I said, you guys know that the thing that Charles Bear is talking about where he has to get the melee kill, remember, I said, it's called the something coup. Do you guys remember? And you guys were like, no, I don't remember. Trent remembered. Thank you, Trent. Yep. <laughs> Look at that. I cannot believe that. I asked that question like <laughs> 10 hours ago, and then this man shows up and tells me the answer. This is what I'm talking about. We immediately started panicking, <laughs> like, this is trivia prep. This, yeah. this is the this whole is reason you guys a... asked me to be on the show is because yes. I know that. <laughs> Thank you. And Kanan, who do you got? That's tough. I was, you know what's so funny? I, I just want to go with a Thunderbolt. Brent convinced me. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. I actually liked the Thunderbolt. And I, I like, I don't know. I, I, I thought your argument was, was like really good here. You're right. It totally has a character to it. It might have the most character of like, it, it does. He, multiple times he talks about it's sun glow lasers and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. like a thing that reoccurs. Yeah. There's the Thunderbolt. It does kind of go out kind of weak. I was like, oh man, it would have been cool to see him go down in the pages. Yeah. The Crusader melee kill that's like an iconic scene right it's like bear i feel like in like the movie right you see bear and he like turns and you see his view screen and then you, you see the other crusader and there's like a battle raging around them but they're just like it's like this standoff that goes in and like bear is like and like crushes and the thing like crumples that's pretty cool right now an argument could be made that my choice is not about the mech mm -hmm. i was gonna say the same thing that I am choosing it because Charles Bear is so cool. Right, right, exactly. Charles Bear is really cool. I think I have a solution for this draw. And of course, that solution is uh, <laughs> trial by combat. Yes. Well, then, Brent, we can fight it out. We'll, we'll follow right. that up. We can announce the winner next Remembrance <laughs> in the Warrior Trilogy. So next Remembrance, oh. we will have the follow-up. Whoever wins the uh, 1v1. So I assume I will be taking the Thunderbolt and you the Crusader? I'm well on. Was this is there any precedent for this? Is this a thing that we've talked about before? No. No. So. No, they just made this well, up. Well, we've never had a draw before. That's true. I mean, we can we don't have to the, you guys went straight to the you know they didn't negotiate at all. They just went straight to combat. Normally there's some kind of conversation that occurs beforehand. Well, yeah, it's usually something along the lines of I challenge you to a trial of grievance. Uh -huh. <laughs> We just want to fight the robots. <laughs> That's what, oh, okay, but you have to film it. Yes. Right? And then Indeed. So for with, the, for the, with so the film. listeners, yeah. Not <laughs> film. You have to use film. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, hold up. <laughs> He's right. I don't know if we Practical can deliver on that one. Only. Uh -huh. <laughs> just like robot jocks. And no, you cannot use footage from robot jocks. 
<laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> I guess I'm down. building a Thunderbolt costume. Uh, yeah. yeah that'd be <laughs> Just get like a big aluminum garbage can and put it on yeah. your shoulder. <laughs> That's cool. All right. I'm chill with it. A tie for now. Yeah, they're going to have a Battletech fight. They're going to play a match. What are we talking? You guys like, you know, the old classic Hexed. Well, classic I think rules. since it's 1v1, we should absolutely use classic. Yeah. Probably yeah. single map sheet. We'll do it Solaris um, style. Since I'm the one who uh, drew the challenge, I'll obviously allow Aaron to choose the terrain. <laughs> you know, are we talking Desert 1, Grasslands 2? What are we doing? What's the situation? Let them know in the comments. <laughs> sure, that's cool. And we can put it up somewhere, right? People can yeah. check it out. We'll have a mech of the book fight. The price <laughs> of glory. Well, that works for me. So yeah, I guess this concludes the mech of the book. They're going to have a fight and uh, we'll see. It will. So it is Thunderbolt versus Crusader. That concludes this segment. Well, we didn't get to see who the mech of the book was in this one, but let's move on to how we see the characters in the hiring hall. I think it's time for our next segment. I think it's time to head on down to the hiring hall. This is where we do our movie casting. When we're reading these books, we're always chatting. We're always like, oh, dude, I totally see this actor as this guy, right? We would always talk about that. I'd be like, oh, dude, I got, I totally see him as this guy. And so we were like, oh man, we should totally do a movie casting segment. And uh, yeah, this is the hiring hall. And we did one for Mercenary Star, where we actually established a lot of like main characters. We did Grayson, Laurie, all them. We did a bunch of them. It's like this long segment. Yeah, we talked like forever, and eventually we were like, "We got to get out <laughs> of here." As we do. Yeah. <laughs> but so we didn't want to have to like recast, unless I said, of course, unless you guys, if you guys remember your picks and you had a better idea, you know. I'm just saying, while we're in here, you can be like, "Oh, dude, you know, you should do Grayson." That's fine. It's like. <laughs> But I'm just saying, we did, we have a list here of like new characters for the price of glory, right? As you're reading the book, every reader kind of has a different mental image of the character in their head. You know, what does he look like? A lot of times, uh, you know, we use like movie actors, stand-ins. Anyway, you get it. First <laughs> on the list is Rachan, Presentor Rachan, right? One of the main villains, right? Very cool, cackling, rogue, co- rogue, question mark? Comstar, Presenter. The robe was confirmed at the end. Presenter Rachan. Yeah, he's a cackling bad guy. He hangs out with like, he has like his goons and he comes in. I do love Rachan. When he like, dude, when like the archer tears open the wall, right? And like Rachan comes through like in his robes. It's so Hollywood. It's like, it's great. I saw that. That's like the coolest scene with like Allard (laughs) King and he's like, 100% 100% in like the memory core comes up and then pff, the wall and then like he's got a whole light motif. He's got like theme music. It's very cool. And uh, who do you guys see as like Rachan? What does Rachan look like? What do you got? Brent. So for presenter Rachan, I have Jonathan Price. He's the guy who played the Commodore in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's also in that James Bond movie, Tomorrow Never Dies. He's the uh, main bad guy in that. Oh, 
I kind see. of an old English looking fellow. Yeah. Well, he is English, so that's why he looks English. Yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, Jonathan Price. Yeah, I see it. Oh, so he's like, yes, an old British man. Interesting. I felt like he was very monkly, but also had the range to be a cackling villain. I don't know if Rachan's like physical appearance is described in the text. I'm trying to recall. So yeah, I guess you <laughs> it, it really could be anyone. Wait, Aaron. Wait, wait. When you think of Rachan, what do you think he looks like? Do you have an actor? So for my choice, the scene with the archer with Allard King was the one that set it for me. Yeah. And I picked Willem Dafoe. I oh, figured no he way. could play oh. the deranged rogue oh, laser man. pistol wielding guy. Featuring Willem Dafoe as Presentor Rachan. That's crazy. It is funny <laughs> how your brain can just like like swap, swap people yeah. in. It's yep. so cool. Isn't it fun having these brains? <laughs> Seeing it as Willem Dafoe, that's pretty funny. I'm thinking of, uh, obviously, like Norman Osborn. I'm thinking of like Bush era Dafoe. That's uh, totally Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Yeah, he comes in like the Green Goblin for sure. That's cool. Trent, do you have somebody you want to throw in for it? Yeah. All right. Slight departure from you guys. I really like the idea of Mark DeCascos, who played uh, in not the first Batman movie, but the first one where... What's his name? Who was in the Dark Knight? Where he like is becoming Batman? Where he goes up to to Raj Al Ghul's thing and is training up there with uh, the League yes. of Shadows. The guy who plays what is he believes is Raj Al Ghul. Oh, cool. Who yeah. also mm-hmm. is like uh, the 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 chairman in American Iron Chef. Oh, mm-hmm. and he's got some really good range, and I think that he could play that character very, very well. He could do. He would make a great Richon. I can see him on a skimmer saying, "My son," you know, yes. <laughs> to all the other adepts that are there with him. <laughs> I love that. Might be my favorite one, dude. This it is kept great. Getting yeah. better. I love this guy. This is good. Yeah. And Kanan, who do you got? So when I see Richon, I was on the fence. I think it's so funny. I already said like. Andy Garcia for another pick. I don't remember who, but I realize now that I did when he's like, I did see like an Andy Garcia type of dude in my head, kind of a situation. That is totally when I like thought about it. I know I've already used him for like a previous pick. When I thought about it, I was like, yeah, he's just like, this is my mind. He's like an Andy Garcia type of looking dude. That's true. He's got, got the combed back hair. Yeah, yeah. Just like this kind of guy. Yeah. From like, yeah, from Godfather <laughs> 3. Yeah, Godfather 3, Andy Garcia. It's true. I like I like those very similar in some veins, so, but very different yeah, in others. Yeah, this is why it kind of threw me, listening to your picks for a moment, because Brent was like, oh, here's this like old white British dude, you know? And I was like, oh, that's different than what? And then you were like, Defoe. And I'm like, that's cool. I think that's so, that's so crazy. The Green Goblin. But yeah, Trin, the guy you picked is perfect, though. I would absolutely, I would actually hire this guy, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's got the job. He's perfect, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Trent's, not that we're going for this, but I think Trent picked at the end, I'm like, oh, that one wins. <laughs> uh, that's the guy. He's our man. That's cool. Yeah, you got to have a good, Rachan is, look, it is important to get the casting for Rachan, right? Because like, yeah, he's going to have some, he's like, he's got the most villainous moments. You either, you either look good in the robes or you look ridiculous right. in them. So. <laughs> Which, as he proved in, in Batman, he can pull off the robes look yeah. very, very well. Yeah, he looks and great. I can also <laughs> see him turning on Garth and saying, never call me that. 
when yep. when he was <laughs> yes. like presenter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get yeah. Looks good in robes. Very good. Okay. Number two uh, is Lord Garth. You know him. You love him. <laughs> I don't think we did. <laughs> I don't no, think anyone no did. One, no one loves him. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I just want to say right away, we already know Lord Garth is like a large guy, right? It says that in the mm-hmm. beginning, right? He's all sweating. He's yeah. walking across. He's got all the medals. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. a little bit more encumbered by gravity than the rest of us. He's a beard. I, I, I see a big beard kind of dude. I see a big bearded man. I'm thinking of like a interesting beard. I didn't see beard. Does does he have a beard? That's what I don't know. Now I don't know. I don't even know. Okay, Brent, what do you think? Who do you got? So I do have to say, and I've been desperately looking through the Discord here while we've been talking, trying to find it in in the Valhalla Club Discord. Oh, we had a a lovely conversation with a bunch of the Valhalla Club guys and and Tren, and I actually got this idea from and I. I want to say it was Charles Gideon, but I'm I'm not positive. Stellan Skarsgård, oh. who is the guy who plays yeah. the big bad Harkonnen. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. I think it's just such a perfect overlap and just a oh, phenomenal cool. actor in general. Yeah, he's great. Okay. And he's in the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Good actor. Stellan Skarsgård. Okay, he's Lord Garth. I see. So he's coming across the like the spaceport, like walking up to Grayson. He's back there in the back at the end, back there with Rachan, right? And he's got all the Merrick stuff on. He's like this Merrick. Okay, Stellan Skarsgård. I'd do it. Aaron, what mm-hmm. do you think? I actually, when I first came across Garth, I thought of Skarsgård as well. I left it because I knew Brent was going to take it. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to leave him Stellan here. And I went for Jack Nicholson in a fat suit. <laughs> There's a line from chapter three. Garth nodded, his chins wobbling with the motion. <laughs> Says that. So he is, that. that's what I'm saying. He's, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron is on with, it keeps like fat shaming Lord Garth. Yes. Know, like the whole book. It was the toughest one for me to think about because uh, Garth kind of comes off as this slappable character the whole book like every time you're seeing him you dislike him more and more and more he plays the fool he's yeah. the fool he's not the big bad guy yeah i like the idea of having him as somebody who's this guy who's trying to walk up to everybody and command respect but he's too self-conscious yeah. it's like in comical. that to make it happen and so like everybody pathetic. else just pities him almost and dislikes him yeah, he thinks he's like cool, but everybody's like, yeah, we like, yeah, when you see it from the third person, it, it always comes off as like pathetic. Totally. I like that. Nobody who has purple wings tattooed across their forehead could really be that cool. Um. <laughs> it's so wild that they're like, and they got these like tattoos. I'm like, why? Why do they got these tattoos? That's so It was weird. a different time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not sure it was right at that time either, but it was different back then. Yeah. Trent, what about you? <laughs> what do you see? Well, the actor that I chose is not around anymore. Uh, he died in 2010. Most people will remember him from My Cousin Vinny. It's one of the witnesses who cooked uh, grits oh. in five minutes. No self-respect <laughs> in Southern. I used yes. to five-minute grits. Uh, instant grits. Maury mm-hmm. uh, Chaikin is that guy. He was also in Stargate SG-1 as the gold mm-hmm. Nerus. 
which, you know, whenever he walked around, he had the tuba, you know, <laughs> tune following <laughs> him around for his, you know, kind of song, theme song kind of thing. I think he could really, A, I can see him with tat- wings tattooed across his forehead. And B, <laughs> he could really play that, kind of play the fool, but he also has enough acting talent to be able to keep this undercurrent of threat going where you think he might just be the fool, but you're just not quite sure. There's just enough machinations to him that maybe he is more of a bad guy than you think is, and you know you have to watch him. I like that. That is, that's a great sum up of that too, because that, as Lord Garth is throughout the whole book, you kind of think, is there going to be an out of left field move by him the whole time? And that was really good on Keith to keep that, not dip him too far into that fool path that you had to discount him. Even so, having an actor that could pull that range and maybe add depth would definitely be a boon to the story. Mm-hmm. All right, Kanan, who do you got? I want to say, Trin nominated Maury. Chaykin. That's uh, M-A-U-R-Y-C-H-A-Y-K-I-N. This is, this is great. Yeah, I love this guy. This is awesome. I love these. I love these picks. Lord Garth. I'm trying to think if he's like, if he's tall or if he's short. What do you guys think? Is he tall or short? I like to think he's a little, he's like kind of batting average. Okay, just a normal guy. This is interesting. I saw him as taller yeah. and just my head for it. I did too. Because I felt like that was something he was using, was that more imposing form, but it didn't work because it didn't make up for some of his deficits. And I saw him as taller, but wit kind of (laughs) countered his his sense of authority. (laughs) Oh, dude. Okay. All right. I'll just do, you know what? I'll say, let's do Vincent D'Onofrio. Good Good I'll go with Vincent. I'll go with Vincent. All right. I even think he could pull off the tattoo yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm going to go with Vincent. I'm going to go with the, you know, he's the, he's done so much stuff. If I was like mm-hmm. casting this movie, I'd be like, give me, give me Vincent. Give me D'Onofrio. Yeah, I need D'Onofrio. Yeah. Like, we oh, got Gilmer it. Pyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should have, oh, okay. I don't know why I went full metal. I didn't go full metal. Or, or you watch him in The Cell. The Cell, dude. Yeah. Good stuff. If you love horses, don't watch that film. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know he was the uh, he was the alien in like the first Men in Black, yeah, right? Sugar and, with the, and and the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. He walked around looking like he needed a chiropractor. He could I use all it. those roles to pull together into Garth. Man, these are all zingers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> those were all great. We have number three, Colonel Langsdorf. You you got to get Langsdorf right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Langsdorf. So he's a colonel. He's not a young guy. Because there are no young colonels. That's like a weird thing. They say that in the book. He can't be too young, right? That was that was one of Grayson's sticking points with being yeah, called yes. Colonel. He was yeah. like, I'm too young. He's too young. We say that. We're like, colonels are old dudes. And Brent's like, you're right. <laughs> so, Brent, what do you think? Who do you see for Langsdorf? Who would you do? So, yeah. Who do we get? I have Sean Bean because I wanted someone who could brew. Okay. Real heavily, and I real I feel like Sean Bean is a king of. Brooding. Give it to Sean. That's a safe pick. It's like you know, if we can afford him, we'll get him. Yeah, right? and he'll right. come. But right? but Sean, he does live in this book. Yeah, Sean so. will show up for the check. Right? He's not a yeah. He's not afraid to take a check. So we got him. We got him. If we got the money. Aaron, what about you? So this one was also really tough to think about because as an antagonist, you had to pick somebody who could be the antagonist but then still be pulled around in the end to somebody that you could still respect as the yeah. antagonist. 
So I went with like Independence Day era Bill Pullman. Oh, okay. heck yeah. Heck yeah. Didn't we? We've already said Bill Pullman before for something, didn't we? Yeah. What was yes. that? He's so, that's so funny. Now we threw it I in there. Like, yeah. I feel like that influences our, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. That'd be great. This is such like a 90s movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This is like, yeah, dude, Pullman for Langsdorf. I could see it. That's all right. Trent, what about you? Langsdorf. Somehow I don't think of Lang, or I never thought of Langsdorf as being that old. So to continue going with the Skarsgård spawn, I was going with Alexander Skarsgård, Stellan's son. Mm. Uh, yeah. I like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, he'd, he'd have the look for it. Alexander Skarsgård, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's great. I think this would work. You could absolutely. He would have to be a younger. Oh, I like this. That's fine. We could, yeah, we could totally get away with it. And he would pair really well against whoever you cast for Grayson then. If you yeah. paired both the, another younger guy up against him, it'd be really cool. I think he also can hit the brood yeah. wagon <laughs> yeah. hard, yeah. too. That hits the brood uh, thing. He, yeah, he's got to yeah. be brooding, right? He has to, the whole time he's like, right, you know, something, something's wrong here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you watch his <laughs> performance in Mute, Moon and the Warcraft movie. Mute was another one that he made that was really, oh, really yeah. good. It's a great yeah. movie. And I really, I mean, even though he said virtually nothing in that film, it takes a really good actor to be able to pull that off. And mm-hmm, if he just, he was great. I loved his performance in that. This is good. I would totally do this. Yeah, he would be good. Yeah, especially you, you mentioned like pitting him off against Grayson as the, uh, oh yeah, trend with your other pick as like Lord Garth. Oh, Maury? Yeah. Yeah. That final scene of them sitting there on that hill. And Rachan. I yes. like I like Trent's casting so far, actually. He has yeah. a nice Yeah, yeah this is actually this, I think he's making a competent I, movie here. I, <laughs> yeah. oh, actually, I'm like seeing it. I'm like, oh yeah, dude. I would why yeah. actually watch this. Oh, Langsdorf, you know who I thought of? I'm I'm I, I wanted like a I want like an Ed Harris type of guy. Right. You ever seen like The Rock or something? You know what I'm saying? With like a colonel. He was great in The Rock. He was really good. I literally just thought of Ed Harris from The Rock. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah, dude. He's like Ed Harris. The other guy I was thinking about for- Colonel Langston. Yeah. Was Marshall T, who was also in The Rock. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. He'd be really good. (laughs) The first of many The Rock nominations that we're going to have in the future. I mean, shit. Tony Todd. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you want to make legs over that guy? Hell yeah, Tony Todd yeah. would command yeah. that scene. <laughs> All right, we've got Tracy Kent. Refresh my brain. Yeah. Tracy Kent is the Phoenix Hawk pilot for the Dutiful, Dutiful Daughter. Daughter right. Did the raid on the dropships. She doesn't quite get her due diligence. Yeah. No. But they get they give her a, a full scene dedicated to her backstory, like a partial yeah. chapter dedicated to her wanting to be a mech warrior but her dad didn't want it she doesn't get her due diligence but she does get her dutiful daughter <laughs> she did not hesitate to volunteer for that team no nope. that's true <laughs> i do love that her mech is the dutiful daughter it's like one of the only it was that was that mechs. was a great name yeah mech. it's one of the only named mechs in the book and uh, that's cool <laughs> dutiful daughter and bannock burn yeah i didn't even think about tracy kent okay i do like this character it could be what did you what you guys got something brent what do you got I have, this one might surprise Aaron. I picked Journey Samolet. She's in Lovecraft yes. Country. Oh, yeah. She plays like the lead female in that. Would you say lead female? Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, Journey Smollett. Oh, cool. Okay. Next, I love yeah. it. That's great. 
oh, it's Tracy Kent, right? And she is like, she's like a noble. She's like a rich girl, right? I think it, like yeah. her family's from like New Avalon or something. Yes, she said. It's true. like, she's like for real. I get it. This is cool. I could, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Tracy Kent. Aaron, what about you? I'm going to keep up with my 90s trend. Okay. And yeah. I'm going with Linda Hamilton, Terminator 2 era Linda Hamilton. That's great. That's great. I see it. Terminator 2 Linda Hamilton as Tracy Kent. That's good too. Oh, man. I don't know. Trin, what do you think? My first thought was to go with Katie Sackhoff, but I really want to see Katie Sackhoff as Melvina Hazen. I want to see Katie Sackhoff Melvina playing Melvina Hazen. Hazen. Oh, my God. She would be a mean. Oh, yeah. Hazen. Oh, I'd love yeah. to see her. Yeah. Oh. I would also really like to see if you ever watched Leverage, Beth Reesgraf, who played their their crazy burglar and Parker. She was really, really good. I'd love to see her in the role. I would also like to see Ashley Johnson from Critical Role, who played in the in the first Avengers movie. She was the waitress that at the end of the thing during the newscast mm-hmm. was like, Captain America saved my life. I love her as an actor. Oh. I would love to see her in that role. <laughs> That's cool. But I would also like Shout to out. see, if you've seen uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, I would like to see Jess mm-hmm. Bush, who plays Nurse Chapel. He could also kick yeah. that role's ass. Kids are all I'm good for it. These. Yeah. These are- Anson Mount as Langsdorf. Mm-hmm. There we go. That Anson Mount. <laughs> yeah. Anson Mount. He he played oh, Captain Pike in Strange dude. New Worlds. I could see him doing it too. In fact, I may change my answer to Anson Mount because I Oh man. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> this dude's that he would make a good oh. that yeah. That would be that'd oh, be a great plays, look for it. Uh Commander Peck, doesn't Pike. he? Uh oh, Pike. Pike. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We should leave that in an episode. Yep. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Anson Mount. I don't want to monitor and he's, that and email. He's a captain, not a commander. So yeah. you're yep, going to yep, get it from yep, all of Yep. 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 My wife will email us. <laughs> it's true. He was also in um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. He was um, that guy. His voice is so loud that he will he will destroy buildings and and continents and stuff and like. What's her name just makes his mouth disappear and he blows his own brains out. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> That's a great pick. That's a great, very good actor. He's got a great sense yeah. of not only dramatic timing, but comedic timing and being in, able to interplay between the two of them at will. He's very, very good. It's a lot of good all around choices. There, it is, I'm glad we're not having to like hash this out because like these are oh, all, yeah. it's, they're so good. At- these have all been great. But number five, Charles Bear. All right. This is what I want to hear. Okay. Yep. Let's just, all right. Look, I'll just go in the same. Brent, who do you got for Charles Bear? Adam Beach. Uh, he he played Ira Hayes in Flags of Our Fathers. I'd, about that oh, age. Oh, cool. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Adam Beach. I've never seen that. Flags of Our Fathers. Absolutely good point. Aaron, what about you? What do you think? So I'm going with an old standard here, which will be. Will Sampson from One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. I feel like Charles Bear had that big oh, is that? Yeah, frame. And he's just one of those guys you just don't want to be left in a room alone with until you find <laughs> out he's a big teddy bear. Which fits the name. Big dude. Yep. <laughs> totally. Good pick. Okay. But now here's what I want to know. Trent Sparks. My husband. Who would you? I mean, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> 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 it's funny because i had i had an image in my head i'm like, like i know i know this guy's face and this would be this would be my pick but i can't remember his name and i'm like 
going like Native American actors, and I hit them like, <laughs> "That's him." Oh, it's Adam Beach. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be my choice. Adam Beach, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, I'm locking it in. Charles Bear is at the Adam Beach. Uh, there know, we go. Starring as Charles Bear in The Price Adam of Beach Lord. making the Crusader kill, melee kill. Adam that's, Beach as that's Trent incredible. Sparks' husband. I mean. <laughs> this was fun. <laughs> Charles Bear. Absolutely. I love it. If he was much, much younger, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips could have done it. Back in like the yeah, Young Diamond Guns Phillips. days, he would have been a great choice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Someone wants to give us like, I don't know, $100, 200000000 million, something yep. like that. We'll get started on it as soon. Yeah. You know, Wait, once the not, check not clears the bank. The movie. Just give us the yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we would blow the whole budget on like stunt casting and don't have anything for like effects. I would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, you do Hold it just up. Turns into this, like, drama. I, I'd be the other and, way. There'd be like dudes welding yeah. metal. <laughs> like, yeah, Brent spent the hundred million on making the first prototype mech. Yeah. Uh, and it's like now, oh, Aaron, you got to be Grayson now. It's like they. <laughs> He built an actual marauder. Right? Yeah. And then I just leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mine's like it's like, yeah, it's like a weird art piece. It's like Battletech. There's like no mechs though. Right? They just it's just it's just all dialogue scenes. That's all covered on the table. We're doing all the stuff that's yeah. not on the table. Yep. Yeah. Right. Nudity. They're like, it's more nudity than I expected. <laughs> That's that's my fault. That's my fault. (laughs) Well, that was fun. But um, that concludes the hiring hall. I think we did it. I I think we got who we needed. And uh, we're very excited. That's it. Sorry, just to cover, we did uh, Rachan, Garth, Langsdorf, Tracy Kent, and Charles Bear, right? To add to our already existing list. We should post that somewhere. Anyway. (laughs) We said we were going to do it last time, too. We uh, did. Yeah. Oof. Did yeah. we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we oh, didn't no, post we did. it. We did not post it. We did say we were going right. to do Right. This that. is the and, didn't uh, remembrance. Is, is yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The forgetterance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, well, speaking of the didn't remembrance, let's head on over to where we prove that really true into trivia. It is time for our next segment. It is time for trivia. That's right. Here we go. You've all been waiting for it. I have prepared some questions from the book. And again, I'm not trying to be too tricky here. Just kind of some basic stuff. I went through and like as we were going through and just uh, kind of did some basic trivia to kind of test your uh, your comprehension. Let's see how much you remember. This is the third trivia. Why you got to say it like that? It's the third trivia we've done. <laughs> they did. You guys have done all right so far. It's uh, I don't remember who won. <laughs> From I a wish, certain point of view. I meant to catch the, <laughs> I meant to check the score. Um, wasn't it 1-1? One, one? Was it? I don't no, remember. I took it both times. Yep. Oh, by, by a hair both, both times. times. Interesting. Yep. So we're on a video call so I can see my uh, co-host here. So please raise your hand if you know the answer. And the first one to raise your hand, I'll call on you. We'll see if you do actually know the answer. So 
Let's begin. What is the name of the city on Sirius Five that was destroyed? Aaron. No. Tianton. Got it. Tianton, yes. the heavenly palace. Starting strong. <laughs> Aaron, did you know that? <laughs> I did now. <laughs> At one point, I definitely did. That's a true statement. Okay. Trent, do you remember what your question was? Ask yes, your I question. Do. This would be a good place to ask it. Probably. In in this section? Yes, very good place to ask it. Yes. <laughs> um, so my question to you, Jens, was, and I will refer to it just to make sure that I ask it properly. Yes, what is the temperature on the surface of Sirius V? I remember it was in Kelvin. <laughs> I should have raised my hand. Probably. <laughs> it was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's as close as I'm going to get. Oh, 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 oh. Brent. It was sub-zero. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's just about as accurate as mine. <laughs> which, which you guys aren't doing very well leading up to the bonus question of what is it in Fahrenheit and Celsius? Mm. So, Oh, that's right. That was the bonus question. So hold on. Ooh. So I didn't actually... I want to say 31 degrees Kelvin. Which? Okay, Kelvin, I was like, <laughs> Celsius, because that be... that's really hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like Fahrenheit wouldn't be sub-zero. <laughs> but oh, I'll, I'll throw out a number. Okay, what do you, okay, Aaron, what do you think? I'm going to go with negative 78. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, no okay, not. good enough, good enough. It's not negative 78. I mean, okay, we, so, could, we, could, we could play warmer, colder, but that seems a little yep. too on the nose right so, now. Yep. Uh, so, okay, so this was a good question, oh. and I applaud you guys. You clearly didn't look it up, which uh, no. oh. I can't believe it. <laughs> I would, right? They actually knew this in advance. Trent, you know, I, I told them, I was like, oh, Trent sent in a question to the, the email, at least like Aaron did, but they intentionally mm -hmm. didn't look. <laughs> We're honorable men, you know? I knew even if I got it. I would be accused of looking it up. So Okay, so I know this. In the first chapter, it describes Series 5 as a surface temperature that rarely rose above negative 40 degrees Celsius. Water was always a solid here. Now, also, I do think that when Grayson is meeting with those guys in... Ambassadors. In the town. Yeah, the two spies. One of them does yell at him. He's like, you ever tried breathing ammonia at 50 below? Which is funny, which is like, which is like about negative 40, which I, I, I thought that was interesting. The writer himself says it's like negative 40. And then later a dude like gets it wrong by like 10 degrees. Just kind Admittedly, of Admittedly, he wasn't there. Yep. <laughs> I didn't think about that until now. So yeah, it's like negative 40 degrees Celsius. What's that in Fahrenheit? Negative 40. Really? It's the point that both of the scales sync up. Oh, no way. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's minus 40 on both oh. scales. Oh, it's pretty cool. Okay, good question. Yeah. <laughs> there was no chance we'd ever get it. But... <laughs> All right. <laughs> but a good question. <laughs> Gentlemen, are you ready for the next one? Ready. Can you perform the Merrick salute? Let me see it. Merrick salute. No. Oh, damn it. We talked about it. We both did it too. Me and Brent did it as we talked about it. We could not help it. We were children. Oh, no. Aaron, give it a shot. Yes, hold on. Yeah. Was that your was that your right hand? Was that open right hand to left breast, palms down? Yep. Yeah. That's the Merrick there salute. Goes. That is it. You guys did it. You did it. Do I give it to him? It it took him no, a few tries. I'm gonna give it to him. <laughs> Can I get half credit? I'll bid lower, you know. Point five. Half credit. <laughs> if we're tied, I'm gonna make sure it was worth half credit. Okay. I thought, For now it's full credit. I thought that that was inspired. When I was like going back through it, I was like, oh, remember when they did that salute? What if I made him mm -hmm. do it again? 
the marriage salute. <laughs> Open right hand to left breast, palms down. Because when I read that, when I was like reading my little script I made, I like looked up just when I was like doing the show. When I said it, they both like <laughs> did the salute. Wait, and I was like, we're big children. Literally children. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I was like, I wonder how many listeners. I wonder if any of the listeners did it. I bet they did. I bet I got at least one. I did. When I watched the episode, I did. Yeah. Yes, I, I knew it. <laughs> On Sirius 5, who did Graf swap guard duty with? Uh, we talked about it earlier, which is the yep. worst part. Yep, and we talked about it multiple in multiple different episodes. We talked about it. Somebody was on guard duty, and then it's like, what are you doing here? And it's like, I swap with Graf. Gary? Gary. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't get it. It was It Was, was it Delaney? It was oh, Vandergriff. Yeah. It was Vandergriff. Yeah. I forgot to raise my hand again. <laughs> I'm failing at a basic you level. Raised it incorrectly several times while trying to do the salute, so it was fine. Yeah, we just queued him up. Right. What was the name of the Draconis Combine coordinator that bombed Helm in the 2780s? What was his name? Oh, Aaron. He was. Oh, shit. I saw him. Minoru? He got it. He is. It is. It's totally Minoru Kurita. Oh, well, I was going to say the wrong thing. <laughs> that was a very confident head shake. No, I'm ready to take the end. didn't know that until you told us. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> Next question. Lord Garth is Duke of what? Aaron. Irian. Irian. You got it. Oh, I beat Brent really while nice. he's distracted. Fraser. Remember Fraser in the Vedette tank? He was crushed to death by what mech? Brent. It's a griffin. Is he's right? Oh my god! Yep, <laughs> he's he's right. That's true. I got one Brent, job. Brent will never forget there. Griffin I or Marauder Pax. Yeah. <laughs> he got it. Okay, the jump ship that Rachan arrives in is uh, actually an Arabic word meaning apron, wrapper, covering, or cover. Um, what was the name of that drop ship? It's a dirty. It's a dirty trick, Kanan. <laughs> You know, we both know what it is, but we have no idea how to say anything about it. Oh, it's in there. And I can't, can't do it. The thing is, I didn't say this. What nope. I said was a direct quote from Brent. He, yep. he brought this up. I know he did. And we talked about it. Did. And I edited it. So <laughs> you, you heard it twice. I heard it <laughs> twice. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. It's my <laughs> It's the Mizar. It's the Mizar. I knew it. I wanted this one. I was like, I'm going to burn them. <laughs> yep. You always save it. You wait for like when we're confident. We start getting a few of them correct in a row. And then you're like, what's the he name of anything? He, he, no, but no. But like Brant was the one who was like, hold up. I looked something up. Yep. And this is yep. an Arabic word that means uh, covering or cover. Yep. And I thought that was interesting. And I was like, okay, Brent, I'll remember that. And then I made a joke directly <laughs> I, after that saying... The saying the name of the ship. I even thought it was clever. That's yep. the worst part. Clever, but not memorable. Nope. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> well, <sighs> I, we're not okay. exactly the gold standard here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's another one. Let's see if you guys can get this one. I wonder if they will. I never want to underestimate you. Do you guys remember the locust pilot? The one that got out of his locust and Ramage killed him? Remember there's like a whole thing? His name. He had a name. Do you guys remember it? We talked about him. We did. Many times. It was Gordon Wilcox. <laughs> that was his name. I didn't think you would. I, that one's kind of, 
That one's a little too. I was on the fence, but that I think that's a little too deep of a cut. I don't know if I would. I don't think I would have remembered Gordon Wilcox. I didn't. But, <laughs> no. But, but I do think Kanan during that episode, you said Gordon Wilcox. Remember that name? Yeah, I and did. Then we didn't. So. <laughs> and did you listen? No, you didn't. Aaron. Aaron remembered <laughs> that we were supposed to remember. It. Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> Only because he gets his own like paragraph. It's like it's like a little backstory for him. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets I, iced. Though. Admittedly, I remember the contents of it. <laughs> Didn't you say that in that moment he hated Lord Garth more than ever before, something like that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Right, yep. he was the dude who was like going wild, just thinking about no, because uh, all his all his boys just got crushed. Yeah, yes, Langstor. he hated Langstor. Yeah, at at the Battle of Durandal. Yeah, the Griffin pilot was See, the former captain. Of remember stuff. Their <laughs> recon lance. So, which also had a name. <laughs> remember when. At the Battle of Cleft Valley, Graf reported to the to the dropship damage to his mech. What did Graf say was wrong with his mech? Oh, we made fun of it for like Aaron. A blown coolant seal. Blown coolant seal is correct. Yes. That's absolutely what he yes. says. I even made a joke. It was yep. in an opening. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says that he blew his coolant seal. That's true. <laughs> one day we'll be confident about our answers. It won't be today. Oh, here's a fun one. Charles Bear. It says where he's from. He's from a planet, his like a uh, tribe. I just thought I'd throw this in here. This wasn't in here originally, but we've been having such a, <laughs> a bear talk. It's our confidence like, breaker. Oh, I, I'm going to ask a Charles Bear question. Do you guys know where Charles mm-hmm. Bear is from? Aaron. Dale. I didn't think you would. Yeah. But I, I want to nope. shout it out. It's Tal Seti 4. He's from Tal Seti. Yeah. He's, uh, and I think it says at, at one point when it's talking about who, how they're all from previous units, he's Charles Bear used to right. work for the Centauri Lancers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Delmar Clay is from Hanson's Rough Riders. Yes, he's with the, the cool jacket. jacket. Yep, he yep. still rocks the jacket. <laughs> okay, so the recon lands. We talked about Francine Roger and her panther. There was also, oh, remember Vandergriff? He's the one who swapped with Graf. Do you guys know what mech Vandergriff piloted? Brent. A commando. Brent got it. Correct. Yep. I thought it was going to be a name thing, so I had given up all hope. And then I came in and I was like, that's a commando. I know the commando. Do you remember what mech? Sylvia Trevor piloted in the recon lands. Brent. A locust. No. That was going to be my answer, too. I was going to say no, I don't remember, which means I get the question right. Yeah. Because you asked, do you remember what the thing in my answer is? No, I don't remember. So. We're going to give the point to Trent. <laughs> Yay! You're still in the running. Sylvia Trevor. Remember when Grayson gets over to them and they're and he's like, Where's Graf? And he's like, I don't know, he said he ran off or whatever. And he sees they're all there on that ridge line. Sylvia Trevor is in a wasp and she's got her leg blown off, so they have her pride yeah. up against the wall and she's like shooting. That's why when they attack again, it's really sad. When it's like, Hey, we're gonna get ambushed, pull off that point. But I think it's uh Francine Roger is like, I can't leave Sylvie, right? Yeah. She's She's stranded, yep. so she stays and fights, and she and she gets killed by the. Uh, I think it's oh, that's right. She gets like crushed. I wonder was that the Crusader? Anyway, oh here's one: the Gray Death Legion. I think it's in the Firelands. There is an archer. Do you guys remember the name of the archer pilot? Aaron Kogo. I'm only good at these the other way around. What is it? Kogo. Uh. Kogo. Yeah. No. It's it's is not it Kojo? Kojo. It's not Kojo either. Damn. It's I'm I'm I've messed it up in my brain and it's close. I just painted it. There are two syllables, so it is I I 
I do want them both to be correct. Is it Kojiro? Nope. Nope. That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's there it. are two <laughs> syllables in that, yep. but there's too many. <laughs> that is uh, that's, my that's character. From, <laughs> okay. From, I thought, you I, know. Yep. I'm oh, I in said it. I thought I thought you would get this one. It's Isoru Koga. Koga. The Archer pilot is I, Koga. My he's dyslexia like a character. Strikes he's like again. a recurring character. He's a yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah, you got close, but I was like Koga. <laughs> he was he was the only one we didn't get like one on one time with. Uh, I don't know. I almost he was like Kogo, and I'm like he knows it, but like I I feel like it's not in. Uh, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll give you the point five on this one, just like Brent. So four, two point five and four point five. I will not accept it for being <laughs> so wrong. I was close. You were pretty close. The thing is, you understood. It wasn't like you weren't like I don't remember at all. It was like he kind of remembers. He knows that it was like K O G. I didn't remember at all. And and you could have easily said it's Kogo or Kog, uh, and you'd be like, yes, Koga, very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the one character I wish we got a little more time with in that book. Because everybody else got such a nice little spotlight. Yeah, we should have yeah. got some more Koga time. That's true. <laughs> a Koga party. <laughs> I imagine it might be one of those things. You, they always say authors have to kill their darlings. And, you know, I imagine it might be one of those things that ended up on Keith's cutting room floor. I can't believe that when I was like, what? I thought this was a tricky one. What mech was Fraser crushed by? I was like, that's my, that's my slick. That's my draft card. <laughs> that's the and Brett was like, one. boom, got it. I was like, that's insane. That's so funny. He was like crushed by a griffin. That's the See, most if, obscure. If you had asked that's the, the, the most archer question one. backwards, if you had asked, um, if you had asked, what does I so Rukoga pilot? I would have said the archer. That's yep. why I didn't. I thought that was too easy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> don't, don't like remember. Yeah. Okay. Here's a good one. When Grayson goes to town the first time, and he bothers that soldier, and they and they they have to run, and he ends up in that uh, sculpture park. Oh, no. <laughs> they actually describe the art style. Yep. Brent, do you know what it is? It's a Rimworld. Oh, no. Yeah. I just had it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Keep going. Rimworld. Not rent, uh, Rimworld. Oh. Give him a second. He can get it. Uh, can you get it? Does he know it? Aaron, do no. you know it? Neo, Rimworld Neo. Yes. Rimworld's Neo. Oh, man. <laughs> It's not no, futile. It, uh, oh. I know my brain went there too. And now it's. Aaron, you don't know either? No. My brain's full of Play Doh. Uh, I knew it was Neo. Neo. Because uh, my oh, brain wanted to say Rimworld no. Neo Feudalist, but it wasn't. Yeah, that's right. what I. Yeah. No. No. That's, I have to concede. So I, that's crazy. I, so close. Rimworld's Neo Realist. Realist, Rim, yeah. Rimworld's neo realist. Remember, <laughs> it's it's because when we talk about so many times, we said neo feudalism. Yep, and that I the neo there just removed all chances of me getting it right. Okay, how about this? So the commander of that um, Star League era, like engineer battalion, right? The guy who finished the construction of the uh, Star League cache, right? Do you guys remember his name? Aaron. Keeler. He's right. <laughs> I got to hit you while you're waiting. Yeah, it was, it was Major <laughs> Edwin Keeler. You're right. You're right. That was when we said just enough times for it to squeak in there. Yeah. I think more than once I was like, remember this. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is guaranteed. This guy is he very He was in important. one of the later chapters. It's very important so. to the story. 
Yeah, they revisit him multiple times. We talked about him last night. Oh, okay. What is the name of Delmar Clay's son, infant son? What's his name? That's a that's a really good setup for a question. It because we have all the pieces. It's just I I I know the names. I just don't remember the order. Think about it. No, do you remember the context of the yeah of the of the scene? Mm-hmm. Right. It's when someone we brings have him, all the puzzle. Someone pieces. brings him coffee it's... and they're sitting there, and he's yep. like, yep. "Guess what? I named it." Yep. Yep. Oh, do this to me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A big smile on his face. It is. I'll, I'll go for it. Yeah. Is it Davis? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it, it? Is there three names where it's either Davis, yes. Carlisle, There's or... A yes. 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 Yeah. That's I, I don't remember if there was a third name. No, it's... It's, it's his last name. Yeah. It's his last <laughs> yes. name. It's Davis Carlisle. No, no, Clay. yeah. He's yeah, right. Got it. It's Davis Carlisle Clay. It my is. brain, My brain just could not separate if it... Is it Carlisle Davis or Davis Carlisle? It's Davis Carlisle. But he Carlisle. says, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's like the that best was such scene. A, that's such a good scene. Dude, when, I love yeah, that scene. when McCall comes up with the coffee, I was, yeah, that's like, that's the best. And then they get reunited. Do you guys yeah. remember his, oh, do you guys remember his wife's name? I didn't even write that down, but do you remember? No. Nope. That's a bonus question. It won't even nope. be, no, it's, it was Terry. Terry, yeah. Terry. He says that multiple times. We say it multiple times. Maybe. I didn't even write that one because I was like, they're not going to know that. <laughs> Maybe. There's <Yep>. no way. <laughs> good foresight. Oh. Surprise. Who is the young private? Who is always hanging out with Janice? Multiple times we get scenes of him and Janice. I was wondering if you were going to do this. Do you guys remember this guy, Aaron? Yeah. Is it Nick? It is Nick. It's Nick. It's totally Nick. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Private Nicholas Chen. Yeah, Farmer Nick. Nick. He's the one who picks up Janice. Like, like at the end, Rachan shoots <laughs> her with the laser, and he's like, "No!" And he like sprays yep. everyone. Yeah. And then like picks yep. her up. Yeah, he's like he has a huge crush on Janice. <laughs> he, I, he, he, he's the one. Um, he's talking about the old man, like Ramage, and he has that whole scene where he's like, just you know, my dad was the best farmer in Norberia. You know where Norberia yep. is? And she's like, no. And he's just like, well, <laughs> it, it's like Ramage kind of reminds me of when he yells at me, and I don't know, my brother. And, and she's like, that's nice. That was the that was the scene right before we got the Davis McCall and Clay scene. However, Trent, you did a, that was a phenomenal job on uh, that voice as well. The it was very like believable. Yeah. The like the you like, do do a good kid. yeah. Oh, Actually, him. I oh, do yeah. like you kind of like your young, eager, private like kind yeah. of character. Is we can like, be farmers. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's adorable. Okay. Oh, I like this one. During the raid on the mobile HQ, three members of the Legion come stumbling up drunk as a diversion, arm in arm, bottles in hand. Do you remember who the three members were that they chose? Brent. It was Davis McCall. Yes. Allard King. No. But well, hold on. Did, 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 <laughs> did you have another one? Who else? Okay. Aaron, what do you think? The, the Delmar Clay. And yeah. I wasn't sure about the third one. The third one is... Uh, third one's the hard one. Third one. Is it Vandergriff? No. I'll give you a hint. It is the commander of that tank division. The one that... Hasid Recall. No. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he is like a B character. He makes like a bunch of appearances. The third guy isn't like one of the main crew, but he does show up, I think, one of the last times to see him. Remember when they fight in that like rocky area? He's the one who has that tank company and like the infantryman with like the camera. And he's the one that uh, Grayson's talking to. Is that Burns? It's Burns. Is that his name? Burns. Yeah, yep. it's totally 
Davis. I just remember our camera talk with Burns. Yeah, Clay and Burns. Oh, here we go. How about this one? What is Langsdorf's first name? Colonel. (laughs) (laughs) Trans right. (laughs) Gary. Brent's just going to go with Gary. Dude, they're burnt. They're toasted. (laughs) You guys would know this if I asked you in the day. It's Julian. Julian Langsdorf. That one I would oh, not have Oh, it is Julian's Langs. No, I yeah. did know that. You're yeah, right. Yeah. I think it's even in, yeah, yeah. You guys would know that one. That is exactly what I wasn't about to say. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I got one for you. Can I just go, go ahead for and it. guess? It's yep. Adept Larrabee. <laughs> I'm Am I right? I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> one of my questions. The I do have a question here where the answer is Larrabee. So yeah. I hadn't even looked. I'm just look. That brings that's plus one to Brent. <laughs> I wrote it down. I gave it to him. Good job. You've spoken. I like. I burned that one in my mind. You were like, Larrabee's going to be a question. Just be, like also, but I was getting like, worried. He literally that I'd it appears like in the epilogue or whatever. Yeah. like he's like one of yeah. the last people we talked to. <laughs> Literally hours ago, we were yeah. talking about therapy. <laughs> okay. When Grayson accesses the Star League library, when he puts the little uh, map chip in and like the computer turns on, it displays a quote by what American president? Brent, do you know? Uh, he, Aaron beat it to me. Aaron beat me to it. I mean, James Madison. It's James Madison. Okay. Okay. We're almost done here. Drango Village, right? There's, <laughs> there's a little village yes. there. And the people, it says their occupation, you know, they're, they're, they're mostly, uh, Aaron, do you know what it is? Lamb and herders. They're lamb and herders. He's right. I, I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You win automatically. That's one of those things where as I read it and as we talked about it, I was like, this is a Canaan question all over it. <laughs> you he's going to say he's not going to do it. And then he's absolutely going to mention lamb and herders. I just... They're lamb and herders. <laughs> That's it. Good job. That's it. That's that trivia. trivia. That wasn't that bad. Aaron, I think you won again. Uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> this one was not down to the wire. <laughs> I got to say, huge props for br- answering the... I must, You know what? I'm going to bring him up a couple points just to make it closer. Because... <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Aaron, Some real Aaron. who's line energy. Yeah. 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 It's whose mech is it anyway? You, you can give them up to five points. Unfortunately, you're still. No, see, we don't even. Yeah. You're still three and out. Like, still. I got the belt. Um, yeah. I'm going to keep it. But great work with the question of like, which mech did Fraser get, get crushed by? I actually thought of that. I was like, that's like my most obscure question. That's like, to me, that was like the deepest cut. It did help that he was my guy, right? Yeah. Lieutenant Frazier was my uh, D-lister. And I had to go back and look at, like, I was like looking for his first name because I was like, man, I don't want to say this dude. It's like only his last name. I was like, let me get his full name. And I was like, oh, it's not there. But I did. I was, I reread it. Like, oh yeah, he was crushed by Griffin. Poor Frazier. Yeah. Poor Frazier. He, oh, and remember, he does get... You do get a little bit more about Frasier in Turning Point's helm. There is like a whole there is a whole little thing about Frasier. So if you need some more uh Frasier time? Yeah, some Frasier. <laughs> check it out. Turning Point's helm. There's some good stuff in there. So that concludes the trivia portion of 
The Price of Glory. Again, Aaron won, but not bad by Brent. Brent, that wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I think you did I think you did good. You answered some tough questions. It's late. They're both a little brain foggy. Crispy. We're feeling a little crispy. We're a little goblin mode ourselves. <laughs> Somebody start pulling up some maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's one kilometer, Lori. Look, yeah. one kilometer. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was a lot of fun. I think we had some fun questions. Great work. <laughs> We've done three rounds of trivia now. That's a man. That would be cool. I want to take him and like. Aaron's the back to back. I wonder how many questions I asked. Yeah, he went three and zero. Oh, by the way, Brent got swept. Across, <laughs> yeah, the, the trilogy. Brent got swept, but I. <laughs> That's all right. I'll take it out on that crusader, the GDL champion. I think that do not underestimate Brent. <laughs> I think that he could absolutely like win one of these like pretty handily if he was like in the zone. But yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. I hope I didn't torch you guys too bad. I hope everyone had fun. I did. It was fun. We love it. We love the punishment. <laughs> and now that we've embarrassed ourselves with our poor memories, we'll go ahead and see what you all have to say in fan chat. For the next segment, we want to do some fan chat. Just a couple of shout outs. This is where, again, our email, advice at heat.management. Please, if you'd like to send us an email for these, we, uh, this is where we read emails contextually, but this is where we would put corrections, things of that nature, or like overall thoughts even. If you have thoughts, I meant to say that. If you ever have like thoughts or you wanted to like uh, express some uh, appreciation for some aspect of the worker, what have you, please. We'd love to feature those as well. So we received an email again. Oh, it's Reed. We got another one from Reed. Thank you, Reed. Reed says, hey, guys, in the last episode, you were talking about how the Bryce of Glory is very much a story of Grayson coming to his own as a mercenary commander. I'd argue that even more than that, it is a story of the Grey Death Legion coming into their own as a major player in the politics of the Inner Sphere. In the first two books, the Legion is fighting in small scale conflicts on backwater worlds with very little involvement with the inner sphere at large. The third book, however, introduces so many major factions, such as Merrick, Liao, Comstar, and larger portions of factions, such as Hal Steiner. It's a really cool way to introduce the intrigue and deception that lays the groundwork for those themes to continue on throughout all of the Battletech universe. Love this podcast. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Reed. Thank you, Reed. He's the best. As always, we love to hear your thoughts on it. You did it again, folks. I think we could... Easily say we agree with you. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. That is what's really cool about this story, though. It does start to crack open the larger world, right? It absolutely does that, right? Before we kind of start, like, really getting into the, the interstellar politics of it all. You know, right away, we're like, House Merrick, House Lau, all this stuff, Comstar. Yeah, I do. I love that. Oh, we also got a message on Twitter from Dry Nebraskan. If you want to get into the Battletech books, I'm going to recommend you read along with the fine gents of At of Mechs and Men. They take a handful of chapters at a time, discuss and dissect the book, and make for a good companion listen. That's nice. Yes. Thank you, Dry Nebraskan. Thank you. Also, on our episode, we were talking about the insane Grayson portrait or from oh, the right. old source book. From yeah. the original source book with him with the cigar. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He went and found that. I, I saw that. Yep. 
and had at us. Yeah, it's such a crazy image. Mm -hmm. Grayson with the cigar <laughs> from the source book is very funny. Yes, thank you. Oh, oh also, I want to shout out Luna Wolf 40K. He's been in all of the Battletech Discord shouting us out, and I just wanted to say, I see you. Thank you very much. Also, your Clan Wolf miniatures look great, but just want to say, we, we haven't asked him to do anything we just i just keep catching him so again thank you luna wolf 30k you're awesome yes thank you luna wolf we're always seeing you in there shouting us out so we always appreciate it oh don't forget that the valhalla club is hosting every wednesday now on their discord a dip the tip we all jump in the voice chat over at valhalla club and it's around 6 mountain 7 central and 8 o'clock for you east coasters and we all hang out, chit-chat, and paint miniature giant robots together. It's a good time, and hopefully some of you guys will come hang out with us in the Bahala Club. And I believe we've gotten the On the Origins guys in there, so it's a happening place. Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun at the paint nights. So if you ever get the chance, come on out, join up on the Bahala Club Discord, and hop on in for one of the paint nights. We'd love to see you there. Thank you all so much for uh, sending in these messages. Please, again, the email is advice at heat.management. Write something in. Let us know. I would love to read it. I really, I love this stuff. Thank you all so much. Everyone who sends us messages and, um, you know, especially corrections. We love corrections. You know, please be unafraid to correct us. Uh, we deserve <laughs> it and we know it. Yep. <laughs> also we really don't want to give out bad information that's true everything we get wrong trent has to add to the pronunciation list so it's more work for him <laughs> <laughs> these are great thank you thank you so much thank you we'll see you in the next remembrance This was part two of The Remembrance for The Price of Glory by William H. Keith Jr. We would like to thank, again, Trend Sparks for uh, joining us this evening. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Trend. Yeah, no problem. I had a great time. Thank you. Again. And we'd like to thank all the other writers and artists and voice actors, of course, who work so hard to keep Battletech alive. Really. And we would like to thank Catalyst Game Labs for being such generous stewards to the property. We have an email, advice at heat.management. Please, any uh, corrections, suggestions, comments, advice at heat.management. We're also on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at of Mechs and Men. And Trin, where can people find you online? Uh, online, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Trendane, T-R-E-N-D-A-N-E. -E. Um, that's probably my most common area where I disseminate information yeah. about what I'm doing and what I'm working on. Uh, you can also find me on on the um, uh, Battletech and Shadowrun uh, Reddit communities. I'm, I also post there whenever anybody's like, what are some good audiobooks? And I'm like, well, I know of a couple. Um, and then uh, if you want, you can uh, – we never know when we're going to actually – because it's like 
we have our, our Shire Adventures uh, D&D live streams, and we have our Eberron D&D live streams. And we try to do two of each a month, but scheduling is the ultimate boss of any RPG. So uh, it's best to just follow me on Twitter, and I will generally tell you when things are coming up. Fantastic. Well, I'll make sure we have those linked in the episode description. But thank you again so much for scheduling some time to hang out with us. We've had an amazing time. Me too. Pleasure. Until next time, say la.